Ladies and gents, welcome to the Personal Growth Podcast. My name is Jack Stafford, and it's great to have you listening to this episode. And if you listen to the first episode, I really hope you got some value or insight into why this podcast exists, understanding my journey and why I'm so passionate about anything mental and emotional health related. Because when you come from that place yourself, you can really empathize with other people. It allows you to have that in terms of really trying to dive into other people's headspaces and understanding there is a way out, but trying to open up that thought pattern of how can I make that happen for that individual. So that's why it's a pleasure to be doing this podcast, which ties me nicely onto the second episode, which is all about what does depression feel like? Now, I'm talking about this because I have been asked this quite a few times over the years and it was a couple of weeks ago as well when there was this random guy that I met and it did get onto the conversation of mental health and me being me, being very open, started to talk a little bit about my journey and he turned around and he said, look, I can't really empathise with you and not in the sense of, you know, feeling bad for me. He was like, I mean, I don't want you to go through that. I'm sorry that you had to go through that. But I just can't relate to what it feels like. So he asked me, what does depression feel like? And that was one of many times I've been asked that question. And it just got me thinking, maybe I need to talk about this. So here we are on the second episode talking about what does depression feel like. Now I'm staying in my lane. I'm talking about my experiences and I had pretty generalized depression. There are many different types of depression like psychotic depression, seasonal defective disorder, to name a few. And I can't speak for those types of depression, but I can speak for my for my one. And my one, it well, let's put it this way. It's like having depression is like being an old battery iPhone. People who have iPhones know that old iPhones, the battery dies down so quickly. And it's really frustrating. One minute you're looking at your phone and it's like 90%. And the next minute you look and it's like 60%. And that's what it's like to have depression, where your energy drops so quickly. Expending it on something will take the absolute stuffing out of you, whether that's a social event, or whether that's a presentation, or whether that's a lecture. Any little thing will take the absolute stuffing out of you, and it will make your energy levels drop from that 90% down to about 50%. And as you can imagine, as the day goes on, when your energy levels just keep dropping rapidly, it gets the evening and you're absolutely exhausted. And that's why a lot of people withdraw themselves when they're depressed, because it is a case of your brain wanting to conserve energy as a form of self-protection. And that is massively what I found when it came to conserving my energy. And that's why I uh, withdraw myself a lot. I withdrew myself a lot from people because I was just like, that's the best way of conserving my energy. I was on about 10% when it got to about six o'clock in the uh, in the evening, and I, that was after a day of not really doing much. You know, that could be after a day of getting up early, going to the gym, coming back, working on my dissertation all day, then coming back. But even the fact that I was around people, you know, in the, in the university library, trying to avoid people I found that exhausting and that really contributed to my apple battery dying down so that's a really good little analogy of 
energy levels when it comes to depression. Android users can't relate to you, have never had an Android, never will, um, but I'm sure they are good. <laughs> there's a big there's a big debate on that, isn't there? But um, yeah, iPhone battery analogy, that allows people who don't necessarily have depression to understand what it is like for someone who's depressed with hardly any energy. Now, the second, well, tell sign of or diving into what it's like with someone having depression feelings of complete flatness feeling so so flat and it's really confusing on how the brain works because biomechanically you are wired differently your biochemistry is wired differently when you are depressed so the makeup the coding in your brain as I mentioned in the first podcast about we're like a computer code, our brain's like a computer code. The computer code in our brains change when you're depressed. And that shift means that you just feel flat, so flat. And this feeling of flatness just induces feelings of, well, what's the point? And those feelings of what's the point, as you can imagine, you don't feel excited about anything. You don't feel inspired about anything or motivated about anything. And those are all positive emotional states to feel, ones that we really desperately need for the human soul to be enjoying our existence. And when you don't have that, it goes down into the negative end of the spectrum of, well, A, what's the point? Or B, why do I bother? Or C, frustrated? demoralized but sometimes even feelings of frustration demoralized you don't feel those because you just do not care that's what that flatness gives you you really just do not care when you do not care that is very strong for your human behavior because then all of that those personal standards just drop And that's why one of the signs of someone who is depressed is their lack of personal care. Because when you're fighting your headspace and every day feels like an uphill battle, the last thing you're going to be concerned about is making sure that I'm scrubbed up well, ready for the day ahead. I know that's definitely how I felt. And it's a time in my life I look back on, not with embarrassment, because it it reflected how I felt inside, If that was me now, then obviously I would be mortified. But I'm also giving you guys signs as well of someone depressed because it just brings awareness into how do I potentially look out for something in someone I know that I might have missed before. And that's incredibly important. So, so far we've got battery dying out very quickly, feelings of of being so flat all the time so those are two massive ones and another one of what it's like to feel depressed is you have very biased thinking you think everyone's against you and when you look for the negative because your mind is in that toxic mental cycle of always looking for the negative because you feel so unworthy within yourself 
you look for things to reinforce that belief. So you look for things where you are useless or you can't do this or what is the point? And when you ask yourself things like, why am I so rubbish at this? And asking yourself all these negative questions, your brain is wired to look for the answers. And then you reinforce that belief and it makes you feel even worse about yourself. So then you act in accordance of those really deep ingrained belief systems that you have of lack of self-worth, lack of understanding, you know, how wonderful you are as a person. And all the signs out there are there to see that people do care about you, like your friends and your family, your colleagues, for example, even just acquaintances that you're not really friends with, but people who enjoy your company. The signs are there. But because when you are depressed, you have such a a skewed way of seeing the world, you miss all of that because you don't look for what's good in your life. You only look for what's bad because that's how your brain is wired. And when you look for what's bad, you will find what is bad in your life. So someone could tell you, oh, but you are such a wonderful person or, oh my goodness, you are super confident. I don't understand why why you're thinking that. No, they won't understand because no matter what that person says, someone who's depressed is just never going to believe you. It's never going to believe you. And someone who is depressed will take the smallest comment, which someone might say and doesn't mean anything from it, but you will take that incredibly personally and you'll take that as another, someone's trying to attack me. So what this very biased thinking leads to, to kind of come on to the next thing of what it what it's like to be depressed, is you act really like backs against the wall. You think people are against you. And that's why people withdraw themselves. Because when you feel like people are against you, you think, well, what's the point of me hanging around with people because I'm only going to get hurt? So you withdraw yourself because you think that's the best way of coping with it. And then your brain tells you, yes, we are now in our comfort zone. This is great. Protect yourself. Be by yourself. This is where you are safest. So when you always withdraw yourself, your brain gets a kick out of that. And it thinks that's what is the best thing for you. So you keep acting in accordance with what you think is best for you, even when it's not. But I remember on my journey, people at uni would make just jokey comments about me. But it would make me feel really hurt inside, really hurt inside. And they didn't understand what they were saying at the time because they didn't know the headspace I was in. And I think even if they did know the headspace I was in, they, and they would still make those comments, but they wouldn't understand what it's like to be depressed. And then I wouldn't understand how personally I would take that. Whereas now some say a stupid comment about me and I couldn't care less. But in that, in those days, I would think that was the world. And I would there think, yeah, that person is right. And that reinforced those negative belief systems about myself. So it wasn't necessarily coming from just me of thinking this. I think other people would think that too, just from little comments. So when you are depressed, you take small, tiny little comments and you just blow them out of enormous proportion. 
And as you can imagine, that's not, not easy. That's really not easy. It's incredibly tiptoeing around the whole time of what other people are saying. And it's, it's like, it's like walking on eggshells the whole time. And if you haven't opened up to people and they don't know, they're obviously not going to act any different. So that's why when you do not open up to someone, you do feel like you're completely by yourself because then you become even more defensive and backs against the wall and think everyone's against me when there are always people out there. And I mean, always who want to help. And I'm sitting here today talking and I have a very supportive family and I wake up every day incredibly grateful for that. That's the thing I'm most grateful for. But I'm aware that some people do not have that support system. But even if you don't have that support system with your family, there are always, and I mean always, people out there who want to help you and who want to listen to you. Sometimes it's people who you least expect it from. And it's incredibly empowering when you talk to someone you don't know because you op- when you open yourself up to a vulnerable, your vulnerable state, to someone who doesn't know your story and to someone who doesn't have a biased perspective or judgment on your situation, you think, well, I've got nothing to lose when I'm talking to this person I don't even know. And that's why therapy is fantastic. And that's another podcast entirely. But my point being is... And my mum said this to me in my darkest times. She said, darling, typical mum, mum language. <laughs> There's always someone out there who does want to help. And I did latch onto that because I did believe it. Even though I was in that toxic headspace, I still saw that little positive rays of light in my life being like, there are people out there who want to help. And that really got me through those darkest times. So ladies and gents, I hope that gives you a greater understanding of what it's like to have depression. Just to go through them again, we had someone where the battery just dies out, like no tomorrow compared to someone who doesn't have depression. We also had feelings of being very, very flat, not feeling any positive emotion or mindset, being always in that negative, looking for the negative and just not really caring about anything. And then we also had as well another feeling of depression is just being backs against the wall, thinking everyone's against you. And also always looking for that negative is a big, big one. Reinforcing those negative destructive beliefs you have about yourself, whether that's from yourself or from other people. They were the four main ones that I really struggle with. And if you are listening out there and you've you've experienced these two, just know that you're not alone and people out there have experienced what you've experienced. And to also people out there who haven't experienced depression, but hopefully this gives you a greater understanding of what it's like to have depression and also some warning signs there as well. Just being aware of your environment is incredibly important. Wow. So ladies and gents, that was... Uh, that was insightful, I hope. It's always interesting talking about it again because it really dives back into our experience. And when you come out of really diving into that experience, it's like, whoa, there we go. Okay, but um, that's why 
I love doing it because as long as someone out there can get some value from that, then that's all that matters. So on that note, ladies and gents, thank you for listening to episode two. And I hope you have a great rest of your week. If you do have any questions, please reach out to me, Jack Stafford PT on my Instagram. And if you have any questions about stuff I want to talk about too in this podcast, I would love you guys to get in touch, connect, and we can do a podcast on some of the questions you guys ask, because I know it would be incredibly beneficial to some people out there who might not be aware of the questions that they need asking. So ladies and gents, have a great rest of your week. And until next time, adios amigos.